All right, ladies and gentlemen, and now for the edition five of Jeffrey's Cool Shit. Cool. 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 Shit. Cool. Cool. Shit. All right. This time in Cool Shit, Techno Daredevil. Um, I was inspired by you know, watching the new uh, TV show Marvel's Daredevil, and uh, I kind of remembered. Show. Kind of remembered in the back of my mind, it's like this cool technology that allows uh, blind people to see in a way. And uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the name of it, but I was able to, you know, find it eventually and uh, see if it was still in use. And the answer is yes, it's still in use, and it's getting better and better. Uh, Oh, no, you say still in use. Like, when did you hear this from? Because I feel like I heard reports like five years ago, eight years ago about similar kind of technology. Eight, so this is something like you remembered from way back when. Like eight, ten years ago. Yeah. But the, in in, uh, yeah, in news okay, stories, right. they always, you know, it was in another news story here re- recently. And they're like, a new technology, uh, 10 years old. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just keep going. Sure I was keep imagining going. something. Uh, I, well, I remember like new. 10 years ago thinking like, oh man, blind people are going to uh, be able to see any day now. It's Jordy LaForge. <laughs> it's like, it's new yeah. technology, uh, you know, tectonically speaking, geologically speaking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Neuroscientist Dr. Paul Bakirita hypothesized in the 1960s that we see with our brains, not our eyes. Now, a new device uh, was developed in 1998, by the, by the ways, trades on the, in on that thinking and aims to partially restore the experience of vision to blind people and visually impaired by relying on the nerves on the tongue surface to send light signals to the brain. The technology is called BrainPort, uh, the device being developed by uh, neuroscientists at Middleton, Wisconsin-based labs WIC, WICAB, Incorporated. Um, visual data is collected through a small digital video camera, about 1.5 centimeters in diameter, that sits in the center of a pair of sunglasses worn by the users, and it's gotten much smaller and less noticeable over the years. Um, bypassing the eyes, the data is transmitted to a handheld or pocket-held based unit, which is a little larger than a cell phone. I actually thought it was a cell phone at first. This unit houses such features as zoom control light settings and shock intensity levels, as well as a central processing unit, which converts the digital signal into electrical impulses, replacing the function of the retina. So basically it shocks your tongue. (laughs) Um, From the CPU, the signals are sent to the tongue via a lollipop, an electrode array, which about nine square centimeters that sits directly on the tongue. Each electrode corresponds to a set of pixels. White pixels yield a strong electrical pulse, whereas black pixels translate into no signals. Densely packed nerves at the tongue's surface receive the incoming electrical signals, which feel a little like pop rocks or champagne bubbles to the user. If anyone from WICAB is listening, I would recommend incorporating the lollipop into a retainer-like device so the users don't have to remove the lollipop in order to speak. That was a, a big problem. Uh, the video I watched showed this, this, guy, this blind guy rock climbing. But every time he wanted to talk, he'd have to let go with one hand and pull the lollipop out of his mouth and say something, then put it back, put it back in. So if it was just oh. like in a retainer at the at the roof of the mouth, he yeah. could press his tongue against the roof roof of his mouth to see, and then like he'd be able to talk, you know, without having to remove the shit from his oh. mouth. <laughs> I see. It remains unclear whether the information is then transferred to the brain's visual cortex, where sight information is normally sent. 
or to the somatosensory cortex where touch data from the tongue is interpretive. Um, I actually saw a new video, which actually um, from a similar technology that shows brain scans, the signal goes first to the somatosensory, which is like touch cortex, and then travels back to the brain's visual cortex. So, so it hits both. So that's so they kind of they are seeing basically yes like in the sense that we think of seeing different people who aren't and and the more they use yeah, it that's weird yeah the more they use it the faster it travels through the somatosensory cortex to the visual cortex the more they use it so it becomes more like vision the more they use it which is pretty cool um, in any case within 15 minutes of using the device blind people can begin interpreting spatial information via the brain port I even saw a blind guy reading very large print and rock climbing like I said earlier. Um, and he actually, what he was reading, <laughs> it was even poorly written, but it was very sweet because it was his daughter had, had written daddy. Wow. So it was very sweet. Um, wow. while looking up Brainport, I also found a similar technology that uses a, uh, a band of electrodes on the forehead. I wonder if the two technologies could be used in concert for a wide, low resolution view on the forehead and a narrow, um, high resolution on the tongue the tongue being better suited as electrical conduit due to the moisture and salinity levels in the mouth. So I was like, you know, like, you guys should combine these two technologies. So to get a better, cool. better view. That's yeah. Hey, yeah. You know, how, like you get sick and like all your food tastes bland. <laughs> True. If you got like sick, would you like not be able to see as well? Would everything look really <laughs> It's like, sorry, that's man, true. I can't that's, see. That's, I'm that's, sick. That's pretty stupid. That would, no, that would have to be, that would have to be true. <laughs> <laughs> but but like I think like your food tastes bland because you can't smell it. I don't know. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe we all right. Well, you get on. Well, that. no, that's yeah. not. It has to do with more more than just smell because I know when I'm sick, I also over salt food. So it has to be something directly to the taste buds. Oh yeah. Well, the Damn. the salting the salt on food actually increases the electrical conductivity on the tongue. That's why it makes things taste, taste not really better. better, but you can taste more taste of the flavor. It all. Yeah. You can taste more of the flavor compounds. Oh. Okay, and uh, All right. now I'm going to play a little uh, thing I pre-recorded uh, called Fuck Mursa. All right, give it a listen. Oh, and while we're at it, Fuck Mursa. Bacteria. You might not see them, but they're there. Mursa, short for methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, is a bacteria that can cause difficult-to-treat infections since it doesn't respond to many antibiotics. Many healthy people carry MRSA on their skin. Bacteria. You might not see them, but they're there. But problems arise when multi-drug resistant strains infect people with weak immune systems through an open wound. In the worst cases, the bug spreads throughout the body, causing a life-threatening infection. To make matters worse, resistance to antibiotics is rapidly increasing, and some strains are now even immune to vancomycin a powerful antibiotic that is normally used only as a last resort. When extracts from five major cannabinoids were applied to bacterial cultures of six strains of MRSA, Bacteria. You might not see them, but they're there. they discovered that cannabinoids were as effective at killing the bacteria as vancomycin and other antibiotics. Conveniently, of the five cannabinoids tested by the researchers, the two most effective ones also happen to be non-psychoactive meaning that they can't get you high. What this means is we could use fiber hemp plants that have no use as a recreational drug at all to cheaply and easily produce potent antibiotics. 
cannabinoids could quickly be developed as a treatment for skin infections, provided the non-psychoactive variants are used. The most practical applications of cannabinoids would be as topical agents to treat ulcers and wounds in a hospital environment, decreasing the burden and use of antibiotics. However, if you are too proud to change your mind on the use of non-psychoactive cannabis oils to treat your MRSA, there is another technique that has shown promise. Letting fucking maggots eat out the infection. I don't know about you, but I'm taking the cannabis oil. Bacteria. Bacteria. Look. Bacteria. 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 You might not see them, but they're there. Bacteria. Bacteria. Everything you touch. Bacteria. Bacteria. That's right. Salmonella bacteria. Okay, uh, well, that was cool shit on top of already cool shit. So thank you, Jeffrey. You're welcome. I think now now is the time for us to uh, sing our Mickey Mouse Club theme song, sadly, and look forlorn at each other and uh, get on our dope box. Are you ready? Jeffrey, dope box, go. Okay, um, my dope box is uh, probably, uh, when are people going to learn? that you can't can't fuck with biological functions you can't can't deny certain biological punk functions imagine it's like you know you you you, you can only poop once a day because if you poop twice a day it's a sin <laughs> oh shit you're talking about like a chinese factory I, or something i'm a sinner again <laughs> no james yeah, you should <laughs> hold it you should hold it and wait till you're married oh wait, no. wait so now going? you know what i'm talking about uh, oh. the, the denial, the denial of sexual intercourse, and the way they're trying to—well, if we don't teach them about it, though, they won't—they won't have it because you know—is that like still a thing? Yes. You know I mean, are there still people who are like, oh, "We're waiting till marriage"? Like, oh, because yeah, I don't—I yeah. I, yes, I don't have these, church a whole lot. They have these purity balls where they not- where these <laughs> purity balls. <laughs> I've got purity- all sorts of purity balls, ladies. <laughs> Purity, oh, yeah. Let me just rephrase that as purity dances, where it's like the oh, prom, oh, but, but okay, little okay. girls go with their dads, uh, and, it's really, and they promise their, that just, their dads that, just, that they won't give it up. That just made my, my, my uh, purity balls flaccid. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, keep going. But, but anyways, it's like, and they, they, it's like, well, we, we won't teach them, we won't give them condoms, and we won't teach them about sex, and that'll assure that they don't have sex. No, because, you know, if you don't... You know, because wild animals, you know, they have to, they, we have to teach them about sex before they have sex, you know, they, they wouldn't even know how. And it's like, no, dickheads, this is ingrained in uh, biology. I'm pretty Pe- sure that they'd figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. I, you know, like, I always wondered that because, like, wh- when did you start sex ed? I think it was the fifth grade. We yeah, first had sex ed, grade, and I was like sitting there, like like taking notes. Like they gave us, I, my mom found one of the things where you had the label, like the male parts. You know, where it shows like the the male penis and balls, like sliced. Scrotum. Like it's right. a yeah, it's like the cross section of the of your dick, and you're like, oh shit! Like what happened to that guy's dick? He got caught in a fucking bandsaw. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh like, my god, that poor bastard. But like I labeled everything, and my I took it home to my parents, and they thought it was hilarious, and so they kept it. Like you know, like sometimes they keep your artwork and like, put it on, put the, it on the keep fridge. the shit you made it for Christmas and Valentine's Day. They made your your dick cross section, your memory yeah. box. That's, that's they hanging they hanging on the tree every year. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and well, my mother was going through her garage, and she found this thing, and she was showing it to me a couple months ago. Oh she my found god! My, my sex ed paperwork. <laughs> but like I remember sitting in the class and thinking like, how did cavemen figure this shit out? 
Because he didn't have, like, the special, like, it wasn't your regular teacher. There was, like, a special lady who showed up, and she had all kinds of handouts and paperwork and diagrams she would put on the, the overhead and stuff to show you, like, how your cock and balls and so stuff So you're work. saying it needs to be, yeah. like, the John Cleese uh, scene in uh, Monty Python's Meaning of Life, where he actually has to teach the students how to have sex? <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think that's I necessary. Yeah. It, I mean, basically, it was, it was like, called... Water, like, how to, Watching the animals while you're hunting, and one would be yeah, like, that's that's what I'm saying. And all right, let's move this on. Jimmers, dope box, go. All right, Tom fucking Brady. Oh my god, <laughs> Tom fucking Brady. <laughs> don't has been don't. All right, go. He's been suspended by the inexplicably tax exempt NFL for four games for his role <laughs> in Deflate Gate. Uh, that's yes. what we should be talking about. That they're fucking tax yeah. exempt. Jesus Christ. They, they were. This is, they that just gave it up. I, oh, good. Yeah, I've heard that. Too. They're giving it up just, next, next year. as in like last week. To yeah. make their yeah, asses they just, pay they're, back they're taxes. Their, their taxes. Yeah, sorry. All right, keep, yeah. go, keep going. They're, they're, considered, they're considered like a non-profit that organizes a sporting <laughs> event. Such right. bullshit. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, commentators are expecting that his punishment might be softened Upon appeal. All right. The re- revelation of Brady's involvement with the um, softened purity balls uh, has no doubt tarnished <laughs> his image forever. It is tarnished. And, irre- <laughs> and irrevocably damaged his legacy. As we know, every single Patriots fan in the world is burning their Brady jersey and their season tickets. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one actually gives a shit. It's true. I think the, tar- yeah. the, the legacy is tarnished. I, I don't think even I mean, it's not like Barry Bonds where he was juicing for twenty years. I mean, this is a, a guy who like, yeah, I'd like to throw soft footballs, big whoop, right? And if it were so and, noticeable, and it would have been yeah. brought up before, right? And and uh, Barry Bonds too, like it's a singular thing, and it involves drugs, which has a certain connotation in our society. And so, yeah. right. but like I think back on football and stuff, you know, like we had um, uh, Stickum. They used, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, Jerry Rice is talking they, about they, this. Commercials about this stuff where they used to, they were making fun of, you know, they used to spray stick them on their stuff, like basically glue so yeah. they could catch the ball more readily and not fumble. Or like the dead ball era in baseball or raising or lowering the pitcher's mound or the steroid era and all this. Yeah. Like, no, no one's really going to give a shit. They're going to look back and they're going to be like, oh, he won yeah. four Super Bowls or by the time he retires, who the fuck knows? Six Super Bowls or whatever. Yeah, like, and that's going to be it. You're right. Say the shit. play gate's a sham, man. It's a sham. Yeah. All right. Is that Meanwhile, your dope box? This is. Oh, you got more? No, I, I want to go on for right, go, about five more minutes. Go. All right. Brian fucking Williams. Oh, my God. Brian Williams was initially suspended for six months for his war story, hyperbole, whatever you want to call it. Embellishment. Week, uh, the Daily yeah, the Daily News is reporting that sources at NBC say that Andy Lack, who's the guy who's in head of NBC's news division, uh, is in favor of bringing him back. The yeah. feeling is that Williams' problem seems to be more with the media and other reporters than his viewers. Andy Lack said, if Andy can figure out a way to get him back on the air, he will do it. Uh, Some have quoted the two NBC private polls, which NBC themselves commissioned, uh, which apparently in secret that have leaked, uh, in which apparently the, a plurality of people would not mind Williams' return. His credibility numbers remain in the shitter, however. Of course. To which Lack, this Andy Lack guy in charge of NBC News, has allegedly retorted, credibility is overrated. <laughs> We're talking about the credibility hey, of the Hey, wait, did he anchor- used to work for Fox News? Yeah, well, well, that's the thing. Like, this is the anchor of... It's not Fox News. This is the National Broadcasting Company's news division. He's the head fucking anchor. And people don't care whether they actually believe the words coming out of his mouth. Uh, yeah. So, at any rate, Brian Williams is one thing. 
the rest of humanity is another, and they're really pissing me off with this. Like, okay, yes, he's <laughs> a glorified teleprompter reader. <laughs> yeah, he's a teleprompter reader. And, you know, like, there's this thing about, like, I, I don't think he's, you know, our, our national intelligentsia. I don't think he's, like, the grandmaster. So you're saying he's more Ron Burgundy. Philosophical truth. <laughs> yeah, well, like, what is he doing? He's an actor. Like, he's, like, his sole job is to get up there and say the news while acting like Walter Cronkite. <laughs> Yeah. He reads the fucking news, and he's supposed to look newscasterly while he does it. I think it's a complete impossibility now, and the fact that they're talking about bringing him back is insane. It is insane. I agree. Yeah, and, and then there's one other person I want to bring into this. Chris fucking Kyle. Oh, Chris my fucking God. Kyle, if you don't know. This oh, is you're, doing the a, you're, doing some, you're making guy. up for time here, man. Oh, the, you're doing a threefer. The, the sniper? Yeah, American yeah, sniper. American sniper. Yeah, so and, and how about that? I just, it occurred to me. Like these are the like the think about these names Tom Brady Brian Williams and Chris Kyle Oh America fuck yeah of, <laughs> Could you think of like three whiter names Yeah yeah if your life depended on it Like those are three guys you're like like oh those are some fucking white people Chris <laughs> Pro, Chris Kyle Brian Williams and Tom Brady uh, Um yeah And what pisses me out he's been caught in a half dozen lies at least when he was alive He had claims such as that he was robbed at a Dallas gas station and he killed Two of his would-be truck jackers are trying oh to steal his God. pickup in Dallas. And that the um, police um, dumped the body somewhere and hid them because someone from, quote, high up in the government, unquote, didn't want this to become an issue because Kyle was such an asset. Chris Kyle claimed that he was, um, yeah, he was shooting looters while situated in a sniper's nest on top of the Superdome yeah. after Katrina. Yeah. And that no one ever reported them because he was such a high-level asset. Yeah, no one noticed. Um, he actually, he claimed... No one noticed yeah, all the dead people. That, yeah. <laughs> well, he claimed that he um, actually uh, single-handedly found weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, but that the government <laughs> covered them up because they were provided by NATO allies, so Germany and France didn't want to be embarrassed by the um, barrels of chemical weapons that he himself <laughs> discovered. While invading the country, so, this guy uh, thought pretty highly of himself, didn't he? Yeah, I would say. Yeah, it? I get that impression. Well, here's the thing, too. I wonder how many Navy SEALs don't think that highly of themselves. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like God. Like think about like what our society has done to them. Yeah, I mean, I think like you meet people from the old, like people who fought in Vietnam, and they're like, "Yeah, that was some fucked up shit." I don't want to talk. See, about I, I mean, I'm not going to take a swig. I'm not going to compare the two necessarily, but I know that they, you know they sort of are the same. They both do special ops, but like I know some Army Rangers, and those are some of the coolest fucking guys that I know. So, like, is there something different going on with, with Navy SEALs that we don't know? Or is it just this guy? Because, like, I'm, I'm more no, of a mind that has to be just I, this guy. I think you have to have, like, some level of ego to begin with after what our society has done for these people. You know? Yeah. Um, have you guys, uh, you guys have seen Fahrenheit 9-11? Uh, yeah. Whatever, whatever you think of Michael Moore, do you remember the part where they were talking about, like, the liberal media criticizing military operations? And then yeah. it cuts to, like, the Today Show with Katie Couric. And that she's like, seals are role. so awesome. Oh, my God. I would spread my legs for a Navy SEAL right now if there were one in the room. Well, and that's verbatim oh, quote. Just, if there, Navy SEAL were here, he could just plunder my <laughs> asshole. Oh, my God. I, wish, I love Navy SEALs. Uh, and and that, was, that was the allegedly liberal media. Well, anyway. Yeah, is that, what, is that another one of your I don't mean to be sexist moments? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh God. All right. Keep going. Look, I, me and Katie Couric, we don't exactly get along. Who does? Um, yeah. <laughs> With her. Keep going, Jimmers. Well, anyway, American Sniper has now made officially over a half billion fucking dollars. <sighs> I don't, every time I log into my television, it's the number one recommended movie for me is American Sniper. How do we believe any of this shit? And I think the answer is we kind of don't, but no. we don't care. We don't care. No one gives a shit anymore. No. They don't care if the, the words. The truth out is overrated. The truth is out there, but nobody gives a shit. 
I've yeah, heard I mean, some I wonder people if that's say, what the, new, the rebirth of the X-Files is going to be. You know, the truth is out there. We done found it. We gave up because nobody gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. I've heard some people I mean, say as as that the movie American Sniper is, as long as you view it as a work of fiction, it's okay. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. I think I, I watched I, it but, but that's hour. not how it's marketed. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, All right. As long as you have... You have a big beard, you have a big gun, or you have a nice, handsome face and a baritone voice, um, and also a really white-sounding name. Credibility is really overrated in our society. I'm pissed. That, that it is. All right. I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it sweet. Uh, this is Buchacha's uh, dope box, rather. And what I'm going to say is addressing the recently released movie, Max uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which uh, co-stars Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron, and some of the press, the press about this movie is just over the top awesome. Like you got to go see this. This is sliced bread reinvented. Uh, it'll it'll make your day, yada yada. But what some of the other news coming out about it is that Charlize Theron nails her character so well, and her character is so. So much, not so much of a a sidekick to Mad Max, but every bit the equal as Mad Max. That these, uh, there's, it's a new, it's a new movement. Uh, like the, you have feminists, and I guess these are called like masculinists or something. Uh, but they're sort of like launching this campaign that you should boycott Mad Max Fury Road because Charlize kicks ass. Really. Really. That is this so is fucking thing. stupid. Really? And here's a, you know, it, it actually, I was reading it. Uh, they hate aliens too. They hate aliens and aliens. Well, no, they were they were giving uh, these same this like same group was giving Will Wheaton's wife uh, a hard time at one of the comic conventions recently. Uh, it was the exact same group. They wanted they, they were speaking out because you know uh, apparently men's dicks aren't big enough, and I, you know we it's not like we women haven't been oppressed for thousands of years. So they're trying to take the world back or some shit. So uh, my <laughs> dope box is this: get the fuck over yourselves. Women are here to stay. Obviously, they make up Damn. half the population. Usually, and a little bit more. You know more. what? They're they're a li- they're they're going to kick some ass. All right, that that's just no bones about it. Chicks can kick ass too. Dope box out. All right, guys, that's it. Let's wrap this shit up. Any words of wisdom? Any parting shots? Jimmers, go. I think that um, the thing, the masculinist movement is just because nobody understands what feminism actually is. People just need to read books. Sometimes I just want to rip people's ears off and say, read a book for God's sake. <laughs> well, actually, I'll probably, probably say read a book first and then rip their ears off. Otherwise, they wouldn't hear me. <laughs> actually, I, I probably wouldn't rip their ears off at all. I, I'm not a violent person. I like ears. Especially women ears, they're my favorite. <laughs> I, I don't mean I collect them or anything. I, I, I don't have a big bucket of women ears hidden away somewhere. No, 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 I, I'm not after your ears, really. Not that there's anything wrong with your ears. You know, if I, if I was some kind of mad ear person, your ears would be the pride of my um, ear bucket. <laughs> oh, my God. She's from Israel. She speaks Hebrew. So she doesn't understand a word I've been saying. No. Result. <laughs> I read a fucking book. I wrote some. I wrote. An, I wrote an article on, on my uh, you know Tumblr page 
about that it's like to the to the women who think feminism is about cutting guys dicks off and trashing their car if you if they cheat on you that's not feminism and to the guys who see that that's not feminism (laughs) you know both of them see this thing that is not what feminism is and unfortunately a lot of women and a lot of guys they think it is all right uh any any other words of wisdom jeff before we leave it um that's it all right, that's it. All right, uh, uh, I, have, I, I have something. I have something. Um, uh, purity balls. <laughs> nice. That, that's all. all right, guys. As all Philip right, K. Sorry. Dick once told us all, the Martians are always coming. Butacha is out. Jimmers is out. Later. Jeff is out. <laughs> <laughs>